So we're going to do a new song today, and uh, I'm going to go over the chorus with everyone, but I want us all to really just, you know, feel this, uh, and the only way we can do that is if we all stand. So uh, let's all stand together, and I'll go over it with you, and then we'll go over it a couple times, and it, it's a pretty easy one to, to learn. It's called The Head to the Chorus goes. <laughs> From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of To the heart, 
Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Um, just a couple of announcements before we start. First of all, before you leave this church today, do not forget to pick up this invitation card. Okay? You can take two, three, four, five. If you have a lot of friends, take several. Okay? Our guest day, the day that we're going to open the whole church and we're going to have a fantastic meal after church is set for December 8th. When? That's right. So December 8th, we have a very special Sabbath. We're inviting everyone to our church. So take this guest day invitation card and give it to your friends. Okay, This is not just an advertisement, okay. This is a, I wanted this to look like a wedding invitation. All right, so take one or two or several and give them to your friends and invite them to our church. That's December 8th. Before we go, um, also one more announcement, and that is sundown worship for joint YAM and campus ministry uh, for the next two weeks. I was thinking um, maybe we need to change the time to 4.30. What do you think? It's like dark already at 5 o'clock. So 4.30, uh, let's meet at 4.30. Uh, it might get cold, so bring, uh, bring a jacket or blanket or something to keep you warm. When I was, this is a terrible story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> when I was in high school, I actually met my wife. It was the first day at PUC Prep. You know where PUC Prep is? It's a preparatory school. It's a high school right next to Pacific Union College. So I just transferred to the new high school. I go to the school, and um, after the first period, my second period was choir. But I did not know how to get to a choir room. So I go to the school office, and I ask the lady who worked there, uh, ma'am, how do I get to the choir room? And then the lady who worked there, she's like, oh, somebody needs to take you there. It's kind of far. You have to walk across the PUC campus. And then she went out and said, can anyone help Richard Lee to get to the choir room? And then I was in the choir room, and this, this young lady walks in. And I went, whoa, she is so tall. And then we, we walked to the choir together, and she told me that, oh, um, the choir room is in Pauline Hall. And I knew exactly where Pauline Hall was because I've been to PC camp meeting, Korean camp meeting many times. But I didn't tell her because I wanted to walk with her. You see, we're walking and talking. I was asking her, hey, so did you grow up here in Angwen and blah, 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 you know. Nice to meet you. You know, we had this conversation. It took like two minutes, but the whole time I'm walking with her, I'm thinking, oh, one day, one day I'll be walking on this campus with my girlfriend. <laughs> Little did I know, that girl became my girlfriend. And on that campus, I got married. You know, that's how everything started. You know, I know some of you heard this story before, but come on, it's like the best story ever. <laughs> right? So if you ask any couple at our church, they have a great story to tell you. We all have this great story to tell you how we met and how things worked out. And here's the thing. I know some of you hoping one day, one day, I'll have my story as well to tell. 
Love, dating, and sex are a, such a great topic and an important topic to talk about. And we have this golden weekend. We have this golden weekend because more than 20 young families are camping. Okay? You see why our church is really quiet today? Because all the children are gone. <laughs> They're all camping. And more than 20 families. And you know, they all have like three kids. Some of them, four kids. It's like no self-control there. Anyway, uh, so, so I thought, you know what? Uh, we, have, we have this um, uh, students, we have young kids. Uh, if they understand what sex means and they need to hear it, if they don't, then they're not going to get it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but we have this bunch of campus ministry students, uh, YAM, you know, this is great. So I thought... It's a great golden weekend for us to talk about love, dating, and sex. I don't usually do topical sermons. I, I, I don't like it. But, you know, there has to be some exceptions for today. Um, and I couldn't talk about everything all today, but so it's going to be a two short series today and next weekend. Let's start with the prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful Sabbath, Lord. Uh, it's wonderful to be back here in church. And Lord, now um, as we open the Bible, we ask you that you open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Some of you may feel, um, Pastor Richard, uh, you're married with the two children already. It's easy for you to talk about love and dating. But you don't understand. Our generation, things are different, right? You just don't understand. Our generation, things are different. Times are different from when you were dating. Wasn't that like a long time ago? Like when Ellen White was alive? Well, you may be right. Not that Ellen, Wh Ellen White was alive when I was dating, but uh, I, I might not fully understand or comprehend your dating world. The social media world, such as Facebook, Instagram, and all other things like Snapchat and whatever, um, definitely shaped the current dating culture. Um, my times, like when, if we liked somebody uh, showing up by their school or um, uh, pretend to study right next to you in the library is, is what we used to do, okay? Checking out their pictures on Facebook and going through all the pictures on Instagram to find out who that person is, what you do. I don't know which is creepier, okay? <laughs> We used to just like, hey, be brave and just go talk to her, okay? That's what we did in my time. In your time, it's rude to talk to people that you're not close to. But it's okay to like their pictures on Facebook or Instagram or comment on them. It is okay to send them messages, but you cannot talk to them. I don't know which is creepier, Okay? The culture has definitely changed. And hey, I'm not, I'm not anti-culture, okay? Things are different. I get it. But people still meet, date, fall in love, and get married. A lot of things may be different now, but there are certain things that never change. We call them principles. There are some things in love and dating that do not change. That's what I want to talk about today and next weekend. Is it okay? Oh, one person. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. All right. So, so let's start with this. Sex is not love. Teenagers, don't get too uncomfortable, okay? It's okay. We're going to get through this. But the thing is, 
for most men, sex is love. Sexual release makes men feel like they are finally home. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I got that from an article, okay? <laughs> After the world's hurts and challenges, sex embodies love and care and provides soothing and comfort. I'm serious. That's, that's how most men feel about sex. For men, sex is physical, it's energy, it's excitement, and it's the way they give love. And they have hunger for it. And it's a very strong desire. For women, sex begins in the mind. It's emotional. It's about being desired. And that's about it. Okay? <laughs> well, it's physically pleasurable too, but only a few days in a month. It's a hit or miss. What do men want? Number one, sex. Number two, sex. Number three, sex. What do women want? Well, it's complicated. You see how this causes problems in love and dating? Guys have one single mind. They want this, but the girl wants that. So they compromise. Girls give this to get that, and guys get this, and in response, they give that. Is it clear? And there's guilt and shame. Most Christian women feel guilt and shame, and they have very difficult time dealing with this. But men they deal with it quite well. Because this is how man brain works, okay? Men are very talented in com compartmentalizing everything. So what it means is that man's brain, there are many, many rooms, okay? And then they do things, and then when there's shame and guilt, they put shame and guilt in one room, and then they lock it up, throw the key away, and you're good. Right? But women's brain works completely different. All the rooms are all interlinked together and connected. Okay? So when it comes to this issue, the reality is that it's very difficult for some people to deal with. Okay? So what happens is sex becomes a distraction to good, healthy love and dating. Did you notice that I put sex in the sermon title and then I got rid of it? How many of you guys noticed that? Of course you did. I put sex in there to get your attention. Right? But do you realize that sex is a distraction? Um... I believe it's okay to talk about sex, and we should talk about it. We should be able to talk about it. However, it'll distract you, and, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the message, you're going to go to the potluck and say, all you remember will be what I talked about sex. So I'm just going to, like, talk about this now and then get rid of it. So, so here's the thing, okay? Uh, several years ago, when I was a youth pastor, many years back, at PUC camp meeting, I was asked to talk about the issues of teens and their lifestyle. So I did a presentation, and I, I, I pretty much it was a very simple presentation. I went up and said, young people, do not smoke. Do not drink alcohol. Drink water. Right? Don't do drugs. And then when it comes to sex, I said, have lots of sex, a lot of sex, after you get married. And guess what? After many years, people still come to me. Pastor Richard, do you remember that one time you spoke at Peace of <laughs> You said have a lot of sex. That's all they remember. 
Don't let this distraction be the focus or your focus of your love and dating. Because when it gets into it, it becomes focus. And it distracts everything. Whenever you meet together, whenever you do something, you eat together, hang out, there's always a pressure of like, oh, what's he thinking? Call me old-fashioned, okay, I don't care. But I'm telling you this because I really love you guys. I'm, I'm talking about this because I really love you young people at our church. That's why I'm talking about this, Okay? Sex is the most intimate thing you can do with another person. So save it for marriage. It brings couples so close. Don't taint something so wonderful. I am aware of the reality of sex in the 21st century America. I do, you know what? I understand. I know the statistics. Pastor, come on. Nobody waits anymore. The thing is, what you do now will affect what you will have later. You see, I just want you to have a healthy marriage in the future because what you do now in love and dating will affect your marriage in the future. I'm sure some of you did not like that. Well, here are some more things you will not like. Okay? Love and dating are not a game. If you're a sports dater or, or, a, or a recreational dater, what's the right phrase? I don't know. Um, uh, if you're a serial dater, that's what Pastor Andy calls it. You're a serial dater. They just like the game of dating, right? You're, you're in it for the fun, for the pleasure. Uh, 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 you want to know what's out there. You want to know all your options, right? It's a, it's a buffet. You don't care about commitment. You don't care about healthy relationships. You are not going to like what I'm going to talk about today. Single people of Loma Linda Church, let me clarify something though. And this needs to be addressed, okay? Don't get mixed up. The people uh, genuinely searching and seeking for the right person with the serial daters. We can totally ruin it for those decent people when we label someone who is searching and seeking as a serial dater. You know what I mean? Especially here in Loma Linda, especially here in our church. You're simply searching or seeking, which you should be doing. And people start talking and labeling, OMG, you know, she like dated everybody in our church. That's terrible. That kind of behavior is toxic. If you do that, stop it. Especially here in Loma Linda. Did I mention that before? Yes. It's especially bad here in Loma Linda because we have such a small community. Come on. Let your friends freely meet other people. Let them search and seek. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Hey, I want to officiate a lot more weddings, okay? So don't ruin it for me or don't ruin it for other people. Let's create a better culture. As long as we do it in very Christian boundary, hey, it is very normal and natural for people to meet. And find each other. You know how many people come to me and say, Pastor, here in Loma Linda, I only have one chance. I got one chance. 
because people talk too much. Are you kidding me? You need way more chances than that. Because of that, people are very, uh, people are too careful. You know, um, I like it when people are careful, but all of you here at our church are way too careful. Are you listening to me? Okay, go out there, take a risk. All within Christian boundaries, of course. Be vulnerable. You know what most people do? Most people, they're just waiting for the right person. Waiting for the right person to come along. Pastor, I just want to meet the right person. Um, uh, if I marry the right person, then everything will be okay. Right? If I marry the right person, then everything will be okay. So we just wait for the right person to appear. How is that going for you? Go ahead, answer this area right here. How is that going for you? <laughs> you know, some people are discouraged. And some people have already given up. You know what happens? This is so interesting. Um, here's what you didn't know. We're just waiting. Uh, that's number one, problem number one right there, right? And we don't know, we don't actually know what a right person is like. That's problem number two. That's pathetic. That's problem number three. <laughs> so you know what most people expect? They meet the right person, okay? So this is what everyone's expecting. You know, I'm going to meet the right person, and I'm going to go, oh, I finally met the right person. And the other person feels the same way. Oh, I, I feel like I found the right person, right? And you can, we, can, we can talk about everything. She's thinking he's so awesome. He thinks she's so hot, Right? Do you know what I'm talking about when people feel like this? What do you call that? Chemistry. Oh, we talked for hours. Uh, I, I think about him all the time. I cannot get my, get my mind off of her. Uh, uh, we have this chemistry. And everyone is looking for that feeling. Sometimes we get it when we watch K-drama. Like, <gasps> I want that. We want that chemistry. We want that attraction. Everyone is looking for that chemistry and attraction. And then all of a sudden, it's really not about the right person. We find ourselves just chasing chemistry, and attraction. Wonderful people come in life. Great people come in life. You know they are great husband material. You know they are great wife material. But what happens? We miss them out. We completely miss out on great people because I'm looking for that person. I think that's the right person. But you know what we're doing? Just chasing after the wrong things. Oh, I'm not attracted to them. Oh, we have no chemistry. Pastor, there's nobody at our church. Oh my goodness, I've heard this so many times. It offends me so much. <laughs> what you mean is, there is nobody that I want. Well, what do you want? No, seriously. What do you want? <laughs> because maybe you are chasing the wrong things, but you think that you are searching for the right person. You are chasing the wrong things, but you think 
you are searching for the right person. Or maybe you're just meeting people who are chasing the wrong things just like you. The single people of Loma Linda Church, stop chasing the wrong things. Don't fall for the right job, the right height, the right looks, the right family. These are the wrong things. Chase the right things. And you go, what are the right things? The qualities that can actually help your love and dating. The things that can actually improve your marriage. What are these qualities? I bet you really wonder what, what these qualities are, right? That's why you're single, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you what these qualities are. You ready? Listen, I always do exegetical sermon. I want to go to the Bible and then kind of talk about what, what it tells us. I don't like topical sermons because of this. Because I'm telling you now the answer is right here in the Bible. And I don't want to just, I want to build it up, okay? So listen, here it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. Bam, you can see it right here. Can you, yes, there it is. You ready? These are the qualities. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Young single people or old single people, whatever, go home today and make a list, okay? Please, after this, after you eat potluck, go home, make a list. Okay, I want you to make a list. Write it all down. All the things that you want. All the things that you're looking for from your future spouse. Write it all down. Good job. Uh, smart and funny. Athletic. Oh, I want my husband to be really talented. So write that, all of that. Okay, just write everything down. You know, just, just, just like everything that you want, okay? Like handsome, good-looking, tall. Some of you who, who like, Pastor, I don't really care about the looks. Write it down, like, not ugly, whatever, okay? <laughs> Helpful in the kitchen, what? put it all down. Guys, it's pretty easy. Hot. <laughs> One, that's it. That's it. Write it all down. Some of you ladies, probably long, Roll it all up, you know, because it's long, and throw it away. Put it in the trash. Because you don't need it. And then open your Bible again. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. There it is, your new list. Your new list. You want someone who is patient, kind, who doesn't get envious, someone who is confident but not conceited, someone who is not rude, selfish, or easily angered, someone who forgives and forgets. These are the qualities you want. Man, somebody like that, must know Jesus. These are the qualities you should chase after in love and dating. Pray that you get attracted to the qualities like these. If you think about it, it boils down to just one thing. Okay? It boils down to one thing. Check this out. Love is a relationship. Dating is a relationship. Marriage is a relationship. I've been giving you hints all over so far. Even our spiritual life is about relationship. Our salvation is about relationship. 
Sin is a broken relationship. Salvation is a restored relationship. Love, dating, and marriage are all still relationships. It's the craziest thing. Loma Linda Church, you are created by God for relationships. These are the unchanging principles that I'm talking about. Think about, think about who your favorite family member is, okay? Think about one person in your family, like, oh, I like that uncle, or I like my mom, whoever, like your sibling, whoever. Like one person that, like, my, my family, uh, that's my favorite family member, okay? Did you think of someone? All right, your favorite family member, is it because they are good-looking or, 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 or they make so much money? No. They are your favorite because they are there for you, they care about you, they value you. You can talk to them about many things and you trust them. Yet, when we're looking for a significant other, our list does not reflect a good family member. Loma Linda Church, all the singles, listen. Chase after somebody who is good at relationships. Chase after somebody who's good at relationships. The qualities that are described in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, someone who's patient and kind, confident but not conceited, man, that's hot, right? Look for somebody like that. You know, I should end it right here, right now. But there is one more thing, one more thought. You're like, there's more. Yes, there is. There is something very important, more important than looking for someone with these qualities, okay? Okay? There's something more important than looking for someone with these qualities I just described. You know what it is? Building these qualities for yourself. You meet somebody that like, I want to meet somebody who has great qualities, somebody who's really good at relationships, that person meets you and you're not good at it. What is that? Right? You cannot control the things that other people do, but there's one thing that you can control, and that's you. You build your qualities to be Great at relationships. It's not about finding the right person, but becoming the right person, right? You need to become the person you're looking for. You need to become the person that you are searching for. You need to build the qualities you should chase after. You become someone who's patient, kind, who doesn't get envious, someone who's confident but not conceited, someone who's not rude, selfish, or easily angered, someone who forgives and forgets. So we need to work on relationship skills. These skills or qualities will truly matter in love, dating, and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, we care and love all our families and all the people, all the singles and who are looking for the right person. But Lord, um, sometimes things get in the way, like sex is a distraction. And things like 
what I want, my desire for the wrong things. Help us, Father, to understand that love is a relationship. Dating is a relationship. Marriage is a relationship. Even our salvation is a relationship. So, Lord, as you described in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, help us to develop skills and qualities that can better my relationship. So that, Lord, that one day I can have a fantastic and healthy marriage. In Jesus' name.